I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes to another exciting uh, horror playlist episode here. We're on the yes. eighth installment of our, our super scary franchises. There we go. Thank you. I couldn't remember what we had called it. <laughs> I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. <laughs> uh, separated again, and it turns out it's probably good that we've been separated yeah. the last couple <laughs> of weeks with our recordings. Uh, that's probably your yeah, news to I, share. It is, yeah. I um, sadly am on day three of, of COVID lockdown for, my, for myself. That sucks. Uh, woke up sometime late last week and was like, huh, my throat's feeling really scratchy. That's kind of normal. It's fall. It's allergy yeah. season. You know, I was like, it's nothing to worry about. But I should test just to be sure before I go into work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tested positive, so that sucks. And uh, it was a good thing I did because literally, I mean, obviously because of right. COVID. I don't want to spread COVID to people. But like, it was a good thing I really did because literally like three hours after that, which would have been two hours into the work day, I was feeling like garbage, man. Like I was oh, just man. like, it, it felt more like acid reflux, <laughs> which is the oh, weird, weird thing. Cause it's just like a, like a burn in the throat kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I was just like, it, it has that similar feeling, but yeah, I'm also very congested. So if you hear that in the audio, everybody, uh, my apologies, I'm working through it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not as bad as I had. The world feared. should apologize to you. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you were the fuckers who gave it to me that was the other thing is like honestly i'm gonna pat myself on the back because that was two and a half years of making it through the pandemic without ever getting it knowingly right. it's possible right. i could have had it asymptomatically yeah but yeah this is this is the first time that i know for certain that i've gotten it and yeah. i understand that i have it much nicer so far than most other people right um because it's like I have a cough, I have a headache. Um, well, not right now. I don't have a headache. I haven't had a headache for the last day or two, which has been really That's nice. Good. That first day was headache central. Um, but the 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 worst symptoms that I have are the persistent cold chills, which constantly make me throw on a sweater and then a blanket and then throw them all off within the next like ten <laughs> seconds because I'm immediately too hot. But the the other bad symptom is uh, I feel the fatigue. Everybody talks about the fatigue you have with COVID. That shit's fucking real, man. Like, man, uh, I'm good right now, which is funny because it's like I'm sitting down. I'm in one spot. I'm not moving that much. We'll find out within 30 minutes if I start feeling (laughs) the drain from talking for so long because I haven't done that. If it ends up being a shorter episode, potatoes, you'll just have to forgive us. Uh, and let the green traveler have his rest. Uh, yeah. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch, podcast about movies and TV. Let's yeah. talk about Friday the 13th again. Yes. We're on the eighth installment of all of these franchises. And That's right. The, uh, part eight of Friday the 13th is Jason Takes Manhattan. Why it's called that? Because he takes Manhattan. <laughs> I know. Did but you not like, watch the film? It's like the last 15 <laughs> minutes or so that he's in New uh, York. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really fucking silly. 
Um, I've said it before that I've watched all of the Friday the 13th films and I've watched all of the Halloween films. I haven't watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films until now. Uh, right. You know, I've seen Friday versus Jason before. That's the Nightmare on Elm Street we'll talk about later in this episode. But like, I hadn't seen the last few Nightmare on Elm Street films that we've talked about. Now that I have, I can probably say I've watched all of these films. But um, the the fun part of Friday the Thirteenth is that they're all schlocky shit films. Yeah, and not all of them. There's some gems. There's there's some <laughs> hilarious gems in there. But whenever the marathon was happening, I don't remember what what station always runs these marathons around right. Halloween time. It's Spike, like USA maybe. or Sci-Fi or somebody. Spike, maybe even yeah, yeah. But like whenever those were happening, and I was in college working on computer science projects that I just could not stand. And like, I needed that, you know, I needed that background noise. This was the best time of year because I would just put on Friday 13th marathon and just let it be background noise. The only problem was literally whenever number eight and Jason X, number 10, which we'll get to in a couple of weeks, whenever those two films were on, I would just put the computer down. I'd be like, all right. (laughs) 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 I I don't know what it is about Jason Takes Manhattan. But I enjoy the fuck out of this one because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it is pretty fucking stupid. I do want to say how kind of sad it is how quickly they pump these films out. And I didn't realize that until just now. Because um, before we started recording, before we called each other, I was just like, I looked at part eight and I was like, when was this? Was this 1990s? And I looked right. at it and I was like, no, it's still 1989. How is it still in the 80s? Right. How? And then I pulled it up and I looked at it. They literally made one year <laughs> from the 80s. Right. They skipped one year. They skipped 1987. Oh, they skipped 1983 too, but that's it. Like everything else that was just like pumped out back to back to back. And I'm just like, why? It's crazy. Yeah. Who was going to the theater for I this? Guess Why people were they loved so them, I guess they must have. They must have been no, making money. No, they could not have made money. They must have been. I guess they did. They had to have. But like, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. Why would you make eight movies that go to the theater if they're not making money? I mean, the industry was vastly different. Because you love the art of making a bad slasher film. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it yeah here we are here we are with part eight um i don't the the intro to part eight is like two kids two sleazy teenagers verging on 20 year old kids right they're on a boat they're having sex they're having a good time they drop anchor the anchor falls into like a an electrical conduit or something like a pipeline yeah, underneath the water. Yeah, some kind of and electrical lines. You're supposed to read the yeah. warning label, but you can't really. And <laughs> if for some reason Jason's there, like yeah. he's underneath that pipeline it, kind of thing. Yeah, well, he's underneath <laughs> the the pier and 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 stuff that he got buried under in the last movie. Um, right. Right. But apparently that was right on top of the power line for that side of the lake. And so <laughs> yeah. anyhow, they're, they're screwing and the anchor, yeah, rips up the, the conduit. And that, of course, we know electricity is what, the only yep, thing yep. that Jason needs. Yeah, he just needs to be recharged. Yeah, 
He's just like a battery. He just dies occasionally, and he yeah, just got to plug it back in, let it recharge. And you don't even have to wait that long. It's pretty instantaneous. It's no. it's yeah. Yeah, it's that's the nice thing. Like about a jump Jason. start. Yeah. yeah. There's two. There's two nice things about Jason: quick recharge time, and also if you ever need to find anybody, he knows immediately where they're at. That's right. Built-in GPS. I don't know why. He'll be literally. He will be on one side of the ship because most of this movie takes place on a ship. He'll be far away, and then they'll cut to another person on the ship, and it's you know it's it's classic slasher shit. Like you hear the creepy music. They're, they're like maybe they take off a robe and you see some boobs, and then they go into a shower, right. and you're like, okay, Jason's there. He's gonna kill you. He's gonna I don't know you. how because he was up at the front of the ship in the last scene <laughs> and you're at the back of the ship or below decks but he's there now he's because there he's now. got that ability he just knows and then if you try to hide from him impossible you can run right. all through as we'll find out you can run all through manhattan and he will know where you're at no mm-hmm. matter what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so if you ever need to find anybody just ask jason he has echolocation oh, that's, that's specifically <laughs> for people that he's come in contact with before. <laughs> for the people he wants to just fucking murder. <laughs> yes, just the people. Yeah, like what? I mean, he does murder just random people once he gets to Manhattan. But like, yeah. why does he keep on chasing them? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Know. We'll talk about it because that's when this movie just gets ridiculous. I know. Like, it's, even it's the crazy. people on the boat, I don't understand why Jason wants to kill them because up until now, it's been like counselors or, I mean, just slutty teenagers in general. There's some slutty teenagers, that's for sure. Yeah, there are because that's the thing is the the <laughs> two on the the boat at the beginning, the two the couple who are having sex and mm-hmm. awaken Jason. Obviously, he's got to kill them because he's got to remember how Obviously. to kill people. Like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So, he gets up there and he just kills. And it's it's funny because he kills the guy first and the, the woman runs away and she hides somewhere on the boat. Jason doesn't even search anywhere else. He literally just walks right to her location, opens the door and kills her. And it's just like, yeah. how would you know she was there, Jason? Like, search a closet or something first. <laughs> like, something. No, you just immediately know she's hiding uh, below decks in the storage space or whatever. And then he goes, <laughs> I don't think he, does he, I, I assume he has to take the boat then, which is funny because uh, it's like, it just, you don't see it, but imagine what? him just like steering a boat does out he? somewhere. Like, that's what I, I thought like, was going to happen. But like, he ends up climbing into this other boat eventually. And that boat goes down the river that's connected to Crystal Lake, apparently, and into the ocean yeah. <laughs> so that it can go to New York, which I don't know. Freddy versus Jason really confused me because I think at one point we discussed uh, that Haddonfield was uh, in New England somewhere. Well, Haddonfield is um, Halloween. That's Halloween, and that's uh, Midwest. Uh, we're, yeah, cri- yeah. Cri- whatever Crystal, Crystal Lake. Lake yeah it's it's yeah, like yeah. New England area that's what we kind of discussed at one point that's what I thought yeah and then and then Elm Street whatever that town's name is I think it's like Shadow Hill or something like that I don't know fuck it. Um, Silent Hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably wrong now that you say um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in California. That just reads California right. to me. It always has. Yeah. But Freddy versus Jason really confuses that for me. 
Anyhow, yeah. I, I watched that before I watched Takes Manhattan. So I'm like, so That's how right. does how does Jason get all the way over to Manhattan from California? This it makes more sense. It makes more sense. Yeah, he, he and, gets he, he comes upon like a cruise liner. Like he takes that boat yeah. out to somewhere else, to somewhere else, to somewhere else, and then immediately there's you know, there's a cruise liner where the, the couple having sex were supposed to go to. They're supposed to get on right. this it's not a cruise liner, it's it's a big ship. Yeah. And they're being chartered by some school. Yeah, yeah. Like they're going on some kind of big trip to New York. That was the thing. Yeah. It's like because they're not in New York. That that those kids and everything. Exactly. I don't think so. No. Yeah. So they're they're students of someplace close to Camp Crystal Lake, and they're going to take that ship to New York and have a big, you know, vacay, right. happy, good, lucky. What they it call obviously field takes them a couple. Uh, what would you call them? Uh, I would say it's supposed to be like a two day journey. Day. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know what you would call it, but it's like you know a lot of places used to do that. You know, take the class out for a big trip for like their senior, uh, like a, a graduation trip or something like that. And it's yeah. chaperoned by some teachers. Yeah, we took a, a day trip. You guys went to Florida, though, with, but that wasn't like your whole class. Well, that was, yeah, that was a environmental, that was AP environmental science. And our teacher, our teacher was like the most awesome person in the world. And he's just like, I'm going to take them all to the Everglades. And, you know, of course, the school was like, well, how do you justify that? You yeah. Know? And he's just like, well, we're AP environmental science and the Everglades are a huge environmental area that need protection. And there's a shit ton of yeah. wildlife down there. And he's like, that was the that was his excuse for making the whole thing was he was going to take us there. And we're all going to document the wildlife. So that's what right. we kind of were doing. You know, every time we saw a bird or whatever, we would look at it and try to figure out what kind of bird it was. And we'd write it down. And it was like, I saw this bird. And, yeah. you know, it was fun. The real reason was just because he's an awesome motherfucker and he just wanted to have a shit ton of fun with all these high school students. So, he <laughs> just takes us to Florida Everglades. And we had a lot of fun. And we did we did work on areas for, like, environmental, you know, we, we went to, like, some parks and, like, helped them out with what they needed, volunteered and that kind of stuff. So, like, there was right. practical reason. But the, the senior class, we took a day trip to... Um, it wasn't Cedar Point, but I think it was another like theme park or something the band, like that. Like the band always took a trip to Cedar Point, and I nice. uh, was in. I I took music theory uh, for hmm. one semester just so that I could justify going on the trip with them. Like I was kind of like an <laughs> nice. honorary band member. I was like always in the room yeah. when I had downtime. Uh, but I was in the choir, which was in the next room. Yeah. See, I was an honorary choir student. You're an honorary <laughs> choir, choir, choir student? Um, well, the, the, the <clears throat> AV crew, we kept our Nintendo 64 in the choir room for most of our right. tenure until we were, yeah. And so, yeah, that was that was where I pretty much spent all my time because I was in college classes. Like, I didn't fucking go to high school classes. Like, the few <laughs> I did have, I would just go in there and, like, literally, I, I like, no joke. I tell this to a lot of people and they don't believe me. I would go into classes, walk up to the teacher's desk and be like, hey, I read the assignment. I'm prepared for the study exam. Can I just go to the choir room? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I barely went to any of my high school classes. Like, uh, junior and so senior year, I was maybe 25% of my classes I went to. Like, yeah. it was bad. 
I carried that yeah. over to college too because when I went to college, I barely went to any of my classes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a computer programmer, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Double major, even like that's the other funny part is, is like I barely yeah. I, college was a little there? better. I went to at least I would say seventy five percent of my classes, so it was a good majority. But yeah, neither of my two majors I am currently using right now. And the reason is because I'm uh, just awful. <laughs> you were a media student. What do you think we're doing right now? <laughs> That's true. That is true. I am using my telecom degree. You are right. You are right. <laughs> none of these kids, however, and Jason take Manhattan, none of them are using their degrees ever again because... No, they aren't because most of all of them are dead. And that's all. That's kind of the sad part. Is literally the first. I don't know. This movie's like what an hour and thirty minutes, maybe a little longer, Something like that. Um, it might be an hour and forty, but for like the first hour and twenty or hour and fifteen at the very least, it's on this ship, and it tries very hard to set up a lot of these characters. Like Jason kills the couple, and then he doesn't kill again for like twenty minutes. Like it's a long time until he kills. And it's just them setting right. up all of these people. They set up the professor. Let me get these names here. But first and foremost, I don't think we've been given shout outs to who plays Jason Voorhees in all these movies. Uh, this one's Kane Hodder. He played him in the last movie, maybe the one before that. I will say one of the recent uh, or one of the earlier Jasons just recently passed away. Um, oh, wow. I don't remember his name. I want to say it's Ted White. Uh, but he was like, he was the Jason in the third one, I think. So it's like, that's kind of sad. But this one is Kane Hodder, and still a good Jason. You know, he he gets all the stuff right. His look is really gross, and like, but the mask is fine. Like his body build is okay. It's much better than what we're going to talk about in Freddy vs. Jason because that design is just god awful. Yeah, but here he still looks creepy, and like you know, kind of he's too. I don't like the slimy. He's so slimy. And that's the thing. And, he's been under the water forever. Yeah, and before we get too far away from it, that starting couple, uh, their name what names were Jim and Susie, played by Todd oh. Caldicott <laughs> and Tiffany Paulson. And you know they're not real; they're not important to the plot, obviously. But no, they no. share the same first names as my grandparents, and it was a very <laughs> odd scene for me. <laughs> you ever think that your grandparents might have watched jason takes manhattan and been like oh my <laughs> no never <laughs> before they get murdered let's stop watching this now and continue uh, the scene our I own way never imagine what my grandmother watching a horror movie like maybe <laughs> my grandpa but if it wasn't a western setting that he wouldn't be tuned That's in fair. See, that's yeah. the other thing is like I don't think I would be a good dad or mom, but I feel like as a grandparent, I would fucking kill it and nice. piss off my kids because they would come over and they would just be like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do today?" And I'm like, "We're gonna marathon Friday the 13th. and they're just gonna be like, "Yay! Are you ready to be traumatized?" <laughs> <laughs> they go home and they're just like, "Mommy, Daddy, guess what we watched?" And like, "What's that? We watched Friday the 13th. and they're like. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, Dad. <laughs> Why would he show them that? <laughs> oh, I'd uh, kill it, man. But yeah, then going back to the ship, 
they set up all these characters. Specifically, they set up Rennie, um, played by Jensen Daggett. And uh, yeah. who's the... Rennie's the lady, right? Gen- Rennie is the main... Yeah, the main... The surviving... And lady. Sean Robertson is... Is he the son of the captain? Yes. Sean, played okay. by Scott Reeves. I don't remember at all who the captain is. I'm trying to... I'm searching through their... He doesn't matter. He gets killed. Um, the other important characters, there's a there's a professor. What's the professor's name? Is that Charles? Uh, I think so. Charles uh, McCulloch. Yes. Biology teacher Charles McCulloch. I think McCulloch. it's McCulloch. McCulloch. Yeah. Uh, Peter Mark Richmond. Yes. And he is just a sleazy asshole. I guess he was in uh, the first episode of... Uh, Oh, he he could have played the Bones character, I believe, in Star Trek. The first pilot they had, he played the Doctor character. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> not the not the one we all know and love, though. But that's uh, right, DeForest Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. He's he's not at all. As fun of a character as Bones is, and and no, he Jason takes Manhattan. Be. No, oh, and, no. and definitely. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just meant, I just meant Charles Mickelock, uh biology teacher, is just an asshole, like complete yeah. asshole, yelling at the kids, no faith in them. He's got to be the leader. I do think he cares about Rennie, uh, despite that like traumatic scene that they flash back to. Uh, that I won't yeah, yeah. give away. Oh, why do I care? It's not a good movie. It he throws her, He it does away. the sink or swim thing. He does the sink or swim yeah. thing when she's a little kid. And she's afraid of the water. And he doesn't quite understand that. But she sees Jason down there, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she uh, sees Jason. The boy Jason, too. Not just not Jason. male Jason. Big man Jason and with the hockey. That is the she sees boy only Jason thing I thought was actually pretty cool about this movie. Is that each time they showed the boy Jason, he was a little bit... Like, he starts out being an average-looking boy. Which, like, we're right. supposed to know it's Jason because he's saying, Help me, help me, he's drowning. And uh, there's a flashback scene where they you see the counselors around and not doing anything uh but slowly he becomes to to look more like we remember jason looking in past iterations uh yeah. a, a little bit um, more fucked up yeah more <laughs> fucked up yeah and i thought that part was really interesting and you know i thought what they did with it, like having once they defeated Jason revert to a child. I thought there's I, there's we'll a movie. Get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know. I just wanted to say that there's a movie where it works and it does it in this one. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, uh, I think after this one, they took a, a longer hiatus because it wasn't year after year then. I think they took like four or five years because I think it was like considered done after this one. Yeah, they took a four-year okay. hiatus until the final Friday. So, like, I think, I think they, I think they thought the the filmmakers, at least, I think they thought this is going to be the final installment. We're done with it. Um, the final yeah, it's done. Friday. I, just, I know, right? Because, like, didn't they already have like a final chapter? <laughs> um, 
I think so. They had. I don't think it was called the final, but I think it was like Jason dies. Oh no, it was. It was. It was okay. It was the one that that um that guy who just passed away. It was. It was his film. Uh, oh. I guess I can find. Yeah, Ted White. Ted White. It was. It was the fourth film, and it was called Friday the Thirteenth: The Final Chapter. Oh my so, god! Yeah, it could be the final chapter, but you have more books after that, right? Like, but the final <laughs> oh, Friday. Okay. All right. <laughs> the final thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. After this, they all become Thursday the thirteenth. <laughs> uh. Even though Charles Mickelock, the biology teacher, is a creep and a well, he's not really a creep. He's just an asshole. He kind of gets creeped on. But the reason he's with Rennie when she's young is because they are related. She's like his niece or something. She's terrified of the water because he made her terrified of the water. Um, I yeah. I personally have had that experience. I couldn't swim until I was like 10 or 11 years old. I don't remember what age I learned to swim. But I remember I was at a party and I had a cousin there who was like, you can swim, right? And I was like, no. And she's like, you're just joking. And she pushed me into the water and I just sank to the bottom. And she oh was like, God. I've, I've been told after the fact that once I sank to the bottom, she was like, huh, he wasn't a kid and was he? And then she jumped in after me. And I'm just sitting on the bottom, just like, well, this sucks. Like, oh <laughs> I'm going to die here, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm going <laughs> so to like, die I can understand now. her fear. Yeah, yes. my mom was taught that. Well, I don't think she ever learned how to swim, but I think I think that was, you know, I think her siblings did that to her as well. Like, that was just mm. a thing back then was like, if, yeah, you know, you know, if you if you people thought it was a legitimately good method. And for some yeah, people, it worked <laughs> for some. I mean, yeah, like. They think they feel like oh it's a fifty fifty chance they'll just start swimming because it's right they gotta live but it's not a fifty fifty chance I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some, some people, people are a little bit more trauma, and that is yeah, the case for, for real yeah and it did yeah uh, so I wouldn't say any of her classmates besides Sean are her fat friends but she does have a lot no. of interesting classmates. Uh, there's like a yeah. They really they guy. really tried to give a lot of them personalities and yeah. and motivations, and I'm like, why? Like immediately, right. like within the first 20 minutes, they're setting up all these characters. I'm like, why are you working so hard to set up all these characters? They're just gonna be Jason fodder. Yeah, like that's it. Like do what the other movies have done and just make them stupid, horny teenagers. If all of these little tiny plots and motivations that you're making don't have any bearing on the ending, then why are you making them? Like, if, if I think the character was Martin Cummings, uh, Cummings played by Wayne, the kid with the, or it was Miles played by Gordon Curry, doesn't fucking matter. He, the video camera (laughs) guy, I thought something big was going to happen with that. Nothing happened with that. No, it was just to set up a cool kill. Exactly. And ta- also he uses it to film Tamara coming on to uh, the professor. And I have to give props oh, to the yeah. professor. Like he does put an end to it. But, but yeah, after uh, he lets it get a little too far. Yes, true. But, it, you know, it's a movie for one. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think personally too like again he's an asshole but i don't think he's a creep because like i feel like she's hitting on him and he's trying to put on the brakes a lot yeah and then finally once they get onto a bed then he's just like fucking stop (laughs) yes yeah yeah he is trying like 
Uh, and that uh, I guess I will give him a little credit there. Yeah, I thought that I thought that this actor played the character very well. Very stereotypical character. That being uh, Charlene Martin playing Tamara Mason. I I thought the like she just did a particularly good job, but once again, they didn't. She didn't need to work so hard to get out of her biology paper because it didn't matter to this story. No, not at all. There's another too that uh, the rocker. I don't remember who the rocker is. Um, yeah, that was so fast. I was so mad that she yeah. died so fast. Yeah, murdered by guitar. I think it's JJ, played by Saffron Henderson. Yeah, none of them. None of them matter. They're all just Jason fodder. And it's yeah. so weird that the movie spends so much time trying to set them all up, and it's just like, just stop, just kill them. Like that's what they're here for. Yeah, they're just here to die. But like the the thing that really surprised me though, and this is where this is where Jason takes Manhattan. Okay, is they get onto a life raft. The the survivors, which basically just include right. Rennie, Sean, Charles Michelo, Michaluk, and I think Colleen Van Dusen, played by Barbara Bingham. I thank her. Um, uh, yes. It's like there's only like four or five people. And they they get onto this life raft. And when they get on there, I was like, oh, I I always remembered this movie as just taking place on a ship. I was actually surprised that they get onto a life raft. I was like, what right. the heck? And I was like, oh, right. He does have to take Manhattan. He I does have that. to take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel like the fucking end of the movie. The last survivor, by the way, is Julius played by uh Vincent Craig Dupree and he's yes. like yes. he's he's like their top athlete very much a stereotypical role unfortunately for uh, a yeah. black character but and the only reason he survived is so they can have somebody to kill in Manhattan <laughs> right exactly exactly uh honestly i thought that was kind of fun like him just standing there wailing on Jason as much as he could and yeah, yeah. Uh, the one-liner though was a bit much. He's like, "Take your best shot," and then yeah, <laughs> Jason yeah. literally knocks his block off. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like they're up, they're up on a on a rooftop, and like, yeah, as yeah. you said, Julius is just boxing the fuck out of Jason. Jason's taking all these punches. The the, the dumbest thing is Julius is literally punching him in the mask every single time, and I'm yeah. like, why are you doing that? His mask is like ceramic. You're fucking up your hand. Punch him in right. the body. Or if you're going to do this, punch him in the body. Obviously, nothing's going to happen because he's fucking your Jason. Goal, but still. Right. Right. Once you find out that he's not being swayed, at least his consciousness is not going anywhere by you pummeling his head, then you need to yeah. be making moves to make him fall off the roof. That you are all that is your best yeah. chance, but no. Literally, I love it though when he's just like, "Take your best shot," and Jason literally just knocks his head off with one punch. I'm just <laughs> that part's golden, golden. I love so it so much. But yeah, the before they get to Manhattan though, there's this really cool scene when they're on the life raft, and I love that scene. I don't know, like it's 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 not really a great scene, but like the look of it is so nice. It's a misty, misty on the ocean. You know, it's like a bunch of fog. The water looks just gray. It's like slate gray. And they're just like, you know, th what they're talking about is not at all interesting. But the look of that scene, I was like, man, 
whoever, you know, the, the guy who made this film, uh, Rob Hedden, he wrote and directed it. He had some good ideas. Like, there was a grunge feeling. You know, it felt very, like, 90s TMNT era at the beginning yeah. when, they, when they when they show Manhattan at the very beginning. I was just like, man, this, is, this feels like New York. You know, like, he yeah. got that right. It's just, why didn't the movie take place there? Like, yeah. I, that's that's just what I don't understand. Like, you had... Yeah. You have this great concept, and then you don't use it for three fifths of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they even open it up. They even open it up with Manhattan before they even get to June and Susie. They open it up with Manhattan yeah. and this weird narration. There was weird narration in the last movie too. I swear. Yeah. Like for absolutely yep. no reason. Oh, they did like the previously on. In the last, uh, yeah. the last Jason. Yeah, they movie. recapped. They always got to yeah. recap shit. It's so stupid. <sighs> this one though, it was like it was like this guy doing this weird, grungy, poetic opening just for New York. It's like, oh yeah, it's gonna eat you yeah. up, man. It's just, That's it's just to remind York. you. I think when you get on the ship, I think it's just to remind you that uh, eventually we're going to get off the ship and we will get yes. to Manhattan. We he's will just like, get he's telling to you, Manhattan. It's in the title. We will get there. <laughs> and yeah, when they, it's, it's really funny when they get there too, because they take that life raft, right? And they, they yeah. paddle all the way to shore. They get to shore. Like literally the moment they get on shore, Jason just pops up out of the water onto the dock. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck did you swim that fast? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. The man breathes Maybe water. Maybe they had like so. a single rope trailing from the life raft and he was just Maybe. underneath it holding onto the rope the whole time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, could be. Uh, it's like, so, why is this boat so heavy? <laughs> they also immediately get mugged after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one bad thing after another once they're in Oh my New York. God. Like, well, that's just New yeah, York. They get, they, yeah, they get mugged and then the muggers... Kid, this part actually legitimately upset me, and I will say, like, if you're going to go watch this movie, trigger warning, because yeah, for real. they take they take Reenie and uh, Professor McCollum's like they got weapons. What are we supposed to do? They take her to their alley spot and then force her to shoot up heroin, and then they go to rape her. But get killed by Jason instead. But dude, like yeah. that, like part <laughs> where they like prep it and and for and force it on in her arm. That shit was fucked yeah. up, man. I I don't yeah, feel like really Rennie really played it very well after that because obviously she'd be fucked up as as hell. It seemed right. like a lot. I mean, I don't know about yeah. the the proportions or anything, but I'd figured she'd yeah. be just and out. I mean, she probably should have been, but once Jason showed up, maybe maybe the adrenaline worked on the effects of maybe, it or something. Maybe. So like, maybe that's the movie magic logic. Right? <laughs> and it's really funny because it's like Jason's been calling out to her the whole time in the whole movie. She's been seeing young Jason telling her to help him, help him. And here he helps her. Obviously, he wants to kill her next. Right. But it's just like he, he helps her by killing her molesters. And, you know, she runs away and it's just like, it, there's a little poetic justice there. You know, yeah. it's like I can feel, so touch. I can feel the ideas of the story there, you know, of a good story. 
um, right. doesn't pull it off well because then no. Jason starts chasing her and Sean throughout Manhattan. And as you said earlier, he does not give a fuck about anyone else no but getting the two that got away that's all he cares about he wants to get those two really fucking badly doesn't make any sense it makes some of the funniest scenes though because they're on a subway and they're like oh we made it jason definitely won't come on the subway and try to kill us and then they turn to the (laughs) left and he's just standing there in the next car staring them down through the door and they're like oh fuck he's found us (laughs) because jason finds people that's what he's for and then they get out, he gets shocked by the third rail. They, anything they could think of to yeah. throw at him that they knew would be in New York, they did. <laughs> yep, yep. And I, I don't know. To get, to give it a closing statement, I think there is something good here. It's hilarious as fuck. There's a lot of bad, obviously. It's a mm-hmm. Friday the 13th film. But like, it, it is one of the more competent Friday the 13th films in that it, it, and, and that it's just fun. That the, yeah. the kills are fun. Uh, the the silliness of Manhattan at the end is hilarious. Like, I don't give it more than two stars. But still, there is laughter to be had in this one. And that's what makes it just, you know, fun to come back to every now and then. Yeah, there is a ridiculous to this movie. And I, I don't know. It, it gets a face, I guess. I can't give it less. But I don't think it's very good. I don't really recommend it. <laughs> Uh, I think there just were other better films in this franchise that represent the franchise better. So I, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it I'm not ridiculous. saying it's one of the best. Sequels. I did laugh. It's just one of the better sequels. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, yeah. Before we before we move on to the next two god awful films, should we take a soda pop break? We should take a soda pop break. Yep. Thank you. I love you. Buster Rhymes. I like that this one's starring Buster Rhymes too. I think that's hilarious. Like, sorry, sorry Jamie Lee. We know you're bringing yeah. you back, but you're going to be bottom of the cast list because we're going to kill you quickly. Buster Rhymes. I can't Rhymes believe is more they important. did that, honestly. But I did enjoy Buster Rhymes. That's why this is one of the most hated Halloween sequels. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand that, but. Honestly, it's better than some of the Halloween sequels. <laughs> like, I, I would say it's better than... It, it's on par with the Jamie trilogy. I was going to say they, it felt a little bit more put together than the Jamie trilogy, honestly. That's fair. It does. It's just the, the quality of it is garbage. But that's Rick Rosenthal for you. Bringing him back from Halloween 2. Did you notice that? The director was Rick Rosenthal of Halloween 2. Nice little poetic poetry there. <laughs> I like this. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 12% based on 67 reviews, with the site's consensus being the only thing this tired slasher flick may resurrect is nostalgia for when the genre was still fresh and scary. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She's cool. It's so devoid of joy and energy, it makes even Jason X look positively Shakespearean. (laughs) Spectators will indeed sit open-mouthed before the screen, not screaming, but yawning. (laughs) 
Peter Travers of Rolling Stone says, Every sequel you skip will be two hours gained. Consider this review life-affirming. Joy Layden of Variety said, Seems even more uselessly redundant and shamelessly money-grubbing than most third-rate horror sequels. In 2018, John Carpenter revealed that he had seen Halloween Resurrection, stating, I watched the one in that house with all the cameras. Oh my god. Oh lord god. And then the guy gives a speech at the end about violence? What the hell? Oh my lord, I couldn't believe. <laughs> you said it best, John Carpenter. Okay, we should be good to get through these Sweet. movies, but we'll see. It's okay. I think these ones will be much quicker. But I think I think we're back. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Yeah. That's, um... I'm gonna keep in most of the uh, most of the talks about the the reviews of Halloween Resurrection that we okay that we're having fun of in the, in the between times there. Yeah, it might be a little one sided, but I was listening and laughing. That's okay. <laughs> you were away from the mic, so you couldn't. We couldn't hear you on 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 this end, but I could hear you. But yeah, here we are. We're back. We're we're doing Halloween Resurrection, which I believe I said in the somewhere in the middle there. But I'll, I'm going to include it just in case I didn't. Uh, it's directed by Rick Rosenthal, who did Halloween Two. Nice. Uh, so they brought him back. That's a nice little touch. I do like I do like when franchises try to do that. Uh, the only problem is this one is a big swing and a miss. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's let's talk why, shall we? I don't know why. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you like this movie, did you? <laughs> I hate um, this film. Out of the three that we just watched? That's fair. <laughs> my my issue, I, I hate this one. Be, I don't know. when Whenever this one came on in the, in the, in the marathoning, Whenever whatever station would marathon all the Halloween films, this is the one that I would go deep into my programming on because I hated gotcha. it. I remember I literally just remember this one as the, the <clears throat> one where they're in the house with all the cameras. That's it. Right. As John Carpenter said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As John Carpenter said, yes. Uh, but I mean that's that's also how I remember it because that's all that sticks out because it is so just gritty and dark and like the kills are boring as fuck all like you don't even see really jason or jason you don't see michael really kill people it's just like he's there and he's got like a knife and he's like ah and then the knife comes down in the cut or or you have like a scream and like a splash of blood like you yeah. don't see anything it's so You're right boring. you don't see very much for a house full of cameras you don't see very much i know i didn't actually see it that way i did however think that the concept was interesting. I thought that it was really stupid that it was a sequel to, to H20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with everything they've Halloween, done with the canon. Halloween 20, 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, the canon obviously doesn't matter in this franchise. So no, why did you start off with going and killing Laurie Strode, it just doesn't matter. Well, even even worse than that too, because H twenty ends with uh, spoilers. If you if you if you, I mean if we right. didn't talk about it in our in our last review of it last week. I don't know um, if we so if you wanted to see H twenty, here's some spoilers for the <clears> ending. <throat> Laurie literally just chops off Michael's head. 
you know, he gets pinned between a tree and a car, and she goes up to him, she's like, fuck you, and just beheads the motherfucker. And it's like, hell yeah, we did it. We We killed Michael. It's over. This movie starts off with the revelation that it wasn't Michael. Yep. (laughs) Michael pulled the fast one. switched bodies with a paramedic. Yeah. (laughs) Or switched clothes, I mean. Yeah. Uh, You know, though, that is, I feel like they used that before, though. I think they have. Like that he switched, and that's why he still survived. I think they might have, but it, it is such a pitiful little introduction. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it really just pisses me off because yeah, the that... ending of H twenty is actually good. Yeah, you know they they somehow delivered on a good Halloween sequel, and then this one comes around and is like fuck all that noise. Michael's still alive, bitches, because yeah. Lori killed a random innocent little paramedic guy yep (laughs) like and yeah so she's in and uh i guess i don't know what they called them at the time an insane asylum and mental institution a mental institution of some sort and he uh shows up kills a bunch of people on the way to her room and you know she's doing her Lori strode survivor shit uh, the best yeah. that she can, but she fails. She fails this time. And she gives Michael a big, fat, wet one, and then falls to her death, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Very classic, like, Alfred Hitchcock-style stunt, too, where she, like, falls through some trees, and then her body just disappears, and then you yeah. get thud. And yeah. it's just like, it, it, that shot is good. I will admit that yeah. I do like that that shot. The dumb, The dumb thing, though, is... Lori is a survivor. Yeah. We've established that. All she does is survive. And yeah, she doesn't make the right decisions all the time. She's not the smartest of, of survivors. But when she has Michael literally dangling by a cord, and yeah. all she has to do is cut the cord and he'll fall to his death, which she knows wouldn't kill him. She did that the first yep. movie. Yep. But anyways, she's doing that. That's her plan. Uh, but then she just stops. She starts to cut it and she's like, no. I need to make sure I'm killing the right guy this time. Yes, Even yeah. though it's this so guy stupid. actually has murdered a lot of people yeah, to get to me yeah, in the hospital right. in the I past five minutes. I know this person is a murderer, but I have to yeah. make sure it's Michael, who I'm not really sure I know what he looks like, because we've never showed his face. <laughs> well, they're brothers. Or siblings. I mean. they, they're siblings, Greg, but she, she doesn't knows. remember being a part of that family. <laughs> <laughs> but she instinctively knows what he looks like i would assume oh okay. i guess that's how that's yeah. how siblings work yeah yeah it's the dumbest shit man i really i really hate the introduction and it does not establish you know a good film going forward like because it's like you i see that i see the introduction right after watching h20 and all it does is just piss me off <clears throat> yeah I get that. I 100% get that. But if this movie was just about these teenagers and this production company making a reality horror flick, it's not even really a movie. It's more like no. Twitch, like what Twitch kind of is now. It kind of what evolved yeah. into Twitch. Uh It's definitely a time capsule of that early internet age where people are trying new and weird stuff and dangertainment 
hosted by Busta Rhymes. Um, <laughs> he's playing Freddie Harris, which is another thing. Like they, yeah, that really they, threw me. Oh, and also, I thought that Rennie's name was Lori, too. That also confused me. Or maybe that's in uh, Freddy versus Jason. Whatever. They always yeah. are fucking using names from these other franchises. Yeah. Like, no. And I don't they know if it's just know. shout outs or what. Yeah. yeah. Him, Busta Rhymes being named Freddy really threw me. Especially. Because every time they would mention Freddy, yeah. I would just completely think I'm watching the wrong movie. Right. Exactly. And then he even at one point, because he's trying to make a scary thing and everybody knows that Michael Myers is dead. He dresses up in the costume to scare the people right. in the house. So to now add there's two people value. to add some dangertainment value. That's right. So he, <laughs> I love dangertainment. It's just so fun. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, it does not flow well at all, but I love it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it got, it honestly got kind of confusing when there was two Michaels, but one of them's name was Freddie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when he's in the mask saying, it's me, it's Freddie, it's Freddie. Yeah. I was like, no, you're Michael, dumbass. No. You're the <laughs> I never seen a Halloween movie where Michael talks so much. He's very confused. He thinks he's <laughs> Freddy Krueger. So, <laughs> that boy uh, needs therapy. <laughs> that boy needs therapy. Please lie down on the couch. <laughs> Here we are uh, talking about the. So he runs this with a couple of people, but one of them's Tyra Banks playing Nora. That's an honorable. I did not realize it was Tyra um, Banks. That really. Just looking yeah. at the cast list just now and seeing her name, I was thrown. I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at my job. I didn't recognize Tyra Banks. <laughs> I I did see her name in the opening credits um, and, and and did recognize her, but only, I don't know if I would have or not if I didn't catch the name. Yeah. Um, but she <sighs> and Freddie are in a um, relationship, but she's also like watching the cameras making sure that people are getting good shots and stuff or that the cameras in the rooms that they're in are available for the people watching on the internet so the, the like what's honestly pretty cool about the concept is that the people watching at home can click and watch whatever camera angle they right. want and i do i do like that part of the concept i like cuz there's a uh... Who is it? Is it Rudy? Is Rudy the the boyfriendish oh, character? He's not really a boyfriend. I don't but... think it's Rudy. I believe it's Miles. Oh, okay, and yes, Sarah. It's but Miles. Sarah is the yes. Sarah and Miles. You are right. Yes, Sarah is played by Bianca Kajlik, and oh, yeah. Miles is played by Ryan Merriman. I like the. I like that part of the concept because, you know, they show, they cut back to Miles and all these other college students who are at a party watching the, the Dangertainment reality show where they're in Michael Myers' house, right? They're all watching right. it and they all think it's fake except for Miles. Right. Like all the, all the, all the college students are all laughing about it and be like, oh man, that, that person who just died, that was really a well done death. That was so funny or, or that looked so fake. Right. There's a lot of them saying that looks so fake. Which I thought was hilarious because they're calling out their own shitty effects. Yeah. Um, 
But Miles, Miles is dead certain that what's going on is real, and he's messaging one of the teenagers in the house, who is, uh, well, I say teenager, college student, uh, in the house, Sarah Moyer, and alerting her to what, what's going on. I like that concept. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Definitely, it, it, it couldn't have been done in any other time until this time. This is like, uh, it, it's, it's a time capsule. It's like, usually I would say, try not to do things that date your movie. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you do, it, it, it just makes it a part of history. Like, it's like, oh, that's, that's right. right. That's how we used to do things. Yeah, that's a very early 2000s yeah. style thing. It's like, wasn't it fun when we used to? And yeah, it, I, I, I had some nostalgia for it, even for Buster Rhymes. I really. Yeah, uh, Buster Rhymes was great. Yeah. I watched a lot of Pimp My Ride, um, <laughs> but also Trick My Truck, which was the same show, but they did it with semi trucks. Did you ever watch that? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've actually seen anything that Buster Rhymes is in besides this movie. I've listened to his music, some of his music, but yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his movies. Oh, Breaking Point. Wait a minute. I saw Breaking Point. Pimp My Ride was Exhibit. My bad. But maybe, Oops. maybe, maybe he hosted. This one, just a second. Because I thought I recognized him, and maybe I'm just an ass for this show. He was in Pimpolation, Return of the Trill. Nah, I'm sorry, Busta Rhymes. I confused you with Exhibit, and now I feel racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, no, it's like, again, I, I think people are dumb when they say that you're racist for thinking two people look alike. Right, because some people are like me and you. I, I, mean, I don't want to speak for you, but some people are like me, where we store information in literally the same compartment in our brains. It's like, true. and there are people who I watch things, or they look similar, because it's like, it, again, if, if you think that it's racist for thinking two black people look like, what? The, how the fuck do you excuse me thinking that Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe look the same, or Mark Wahlberg and and Matt Damon look the same, like? It, it, it happens enough. with literally every race. People look alike. There are eight there's, billion of us on this fucking. There's only planet. so many faces, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's not racist, in my opinion. It's just that. That's just how your your brain stores shit. You know, that's like, fair. It, it's science, yeah. not. It's still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, I don't think it's it's racist, because I do that with every race. You know, that's a, a very that's classic fair. racist thing to say, but still. <laughs> but you said you do it with white people, too. You just... And then there's some people who don't see faces basically at all. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know. No, I literally I literally compartmentalize pretty much everybody, and... and uh, yeah, so I understand where you're coming from, but yeah, it's it. Buster Rhymes was not not exhibit. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, this I thought this is literally all I know him for. Yeah, and his music. I, I gotta say, like he's not and his name the best of actors, but no. he was 
I thought he, I, I had fun with his performance in this. Yeah, he, this. I think what's really funny is when he's dressed up as Michael, when he puts on the Michael, yeah. like the jumpsuit and the mask, and he's like, I'm going to go scare these college students, get some entertainment value. Yeah. And then as he's like walking around the house, he runs into the actual Michael, and he just thinks <laughs> yeah. it's another one of his assistants and just yeah. tears his ass open. He's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not supposed to be wearing the costume. Well, I'm wearing the fucking costume. Get back to work, dumbass. Like, I thought that was hilarious hilarious and then he gives michael specific information in the house on how to kill people and michael's like oh okay thank you and like he doesn't obviously speak but michael's right. like oh, oh that's good information i'm gonna go yeah, utilize that right thanks. now <laughs> uh yeah and then like, i left the back door open specifically for you <laughs> Oh, it's, oh, it's it's really bad. Like it's it's I don't know. The dialogue's bad. The acting's not the greatest, but the concept is good. I will give you that. The concept is good. Well, I appreciate uh, you recognizing that, and I don't think the acting's all that bad for a slasher movie. It's it's okay. It's true. Um, it, it's it's very par for for this era of slasher. That is right. Uh, I agree with you. But like, I don't know. There's there's some acting choices that are just, uh, it's just hilarious. Like, and there, that is another thing. It does have a lot of hilarity about it. Not as much as Jason Takes Manhattan. Like, I don't laugh at this one as much, mainly because I can't see anything. A lot of it takes place in the dark. Too, this is true. And it's just like, I, you can't see shit for like the latter half of this movie, especially all the fucking kills because everything takes place in pitch blackness. And it's just like it. It bothers me so much. It's like just cut to one of the fucking cameras with night vision or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, why did you spend so much time setting up all of these fucking cameras in the movie and in the the world of this movie mm-hmm. if you're not gonna fucking utilize them for yeah. good effects? Well, I mean, it's Rick Rosenthal, not <laughs> John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> But like he did a decent job in the in the the hospital one in the second. Yeah, yeah. Halloween I'm film. just like, messing. I'm just being an ass. Yeah. Uh, but you're trying, you're trying to find the gold for this film. You're trying to you're trying to give this film some credit. I, I am trying to give this film some credit because I do. I'm I'm gonna spoil up front. I'm going to say that this is this is gonna get my vote for <laughs> the, these fair. three movies. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil which one wins mine. I will say, though, that this is not it. (laughs) Damn. The one time I want to give it to a Halloween movie, man. I know! I know! (laughs) Literally, I watched this one last. I watched watched Friday, and then I watched Freddy vs. Jason, and then I watched this one. And I didn't remember which one this one was, because I was just like... Well, after the last two films, this one's got to win, right? Because those ones were not that good. <laughs> and and I watched, like, once it started, I was like, oh, no, this is the house and the cameras, isn't it? God damn it. Like, <laughs> I was just like, immediately cameras. I remembered. Yeah, once once they killed Lori, then I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I know which one I'm in for. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that it really suffers for being a direct sequel to that movie. Uh, just to throw... Yeah jamie lee curtis in it for no reason uh and, and you know they had to pay her like a shit ton of money to do it like it just seems like a waste I would hope. yeah yeah 
she deserves much better. And I, that's the only thing about the new trilogy that I, I enjoy is that they gave Lori a better story than what this one gave her. That's fair. That's fair. I, uh, I think that this is one of the Halloween movies that I actually like the most. And I feel like that there's a fandom out there that's going to hate me for that. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I can take it. And if you, if you really want to show how much you hate me, you can go to patreon.com slash green (laughs) faceless. Look at the tears there. And, uh, you know, you can make suggestions at at a certain point, a $5 point. And, Tell us to watch just the worst movies in the world, and I might like them. You don't know. That's true. Yeah. And most importantly, <laughs> well, not really most importantly, but also important is we have Bangers and Hash, a new, That's right. uh, new show where we talk whatever we've been watching, and you're going to want to tune in for, for October's, ladies and gentlemen, because again, I've got COVID, I'm sitting at home doing nothing right now. Except That's watching new release fair. horror films that have been released to streaming websites. That is fair. Including, including the new Halloween film. So if you want to know my thoughts on Halloween ends, you're going to have to jump boy. down to patreon.com slash green and faces oh and sign up for the $5 tier. <laughs> is that a okay. good sell? Did we yeah, do I think so. I think it? we did it. We sold it. I give Halloween Resurrection a face. Let's move on to Freddy versus Jason. Well, I didn't even I didn't even review it. You man. did I didn't it. Give it I told. I it. swore you did. I'm sorry. No, I give it. I give it two stars. It's not god awful. It doesn't get below two stars. You know, it gets the yeah. same rating as Jason Takes Manhattan. There is a good concept. There are things that you know. I understand why you would enjoy it, especially after the other two films we're talking today. But I don't know. It, it kind of. It kind of matches and you know it's kind of a green and faceless uh standard that we're going to be the opposite of most audiences because <laughs> like most audiences will watch a movie and be like that was good and you know we'll watch it and be like that was okay was <laughs> and then we'll come out and be like that was beautiful it was artful and we liked it and they're like that was stupid no action it's like all right you know we, yeah. we don't always Thanks. correlate yeah. with the audiences i'm so glad so, that the, that bloodshed is the only thing that gangs your attention and i'm sorry if i'm talking about you <laughs> couch potatoes i i don't mean to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah two stars let's move on to freddy versus jason the oh uh, we're fudging we're fudging this a little bit because obviously freddy versus jason is not the eighth installment of nightmare on elm street it technically is because it is the eighth film that robert England portrays yeah freddy krueger I think it's also the last film that he portrays. Freddy I do Kruger. think, I don't think so. He's... Yeah, so that's kind of sad. Until they come out with the Freddy versus Freddy movie. Freddy versus Freddy. Did <laughs> yeah, they? I'm saying until they come out with it. Oh, until they do. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Where they have where they have uh, Rorschach's yes. version of Freddy face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that actor? What is his name? I forget, but I, we're gonna talk about him real quick, though. Hold on, I got I got to figure out what his name is though. That's just rude to just call him Rorschach. <laughs> uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. I won't remember that. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about him next next week, I believe. But yeah, it's 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 really kind of sad that this is his last because holy shit, this movie is just 
god awful, but it's yeah, hilarious right. too. If, if if New Nightmare could have been his last, that would have been really, really oh, good. Yeah. But you know, so I'm sure he wanted to come back and do it again because he obviously loves doing it. And there's a lot of like the idea is fun. fun. Yeah, there's a lot of fun one-liners and stuff. Like, I don't think that Robert England signed onto this project with any thoughts that it was going to be like any kind of high art. I mean, it's a crossover movie. (laughs) Yeah, and he and he wanted to play this character. He wanted to have him face, you know, Jason because that's kind of funny and cool. I remember uh, how old was I? I would have been ten years old, so I would have been in elementary school. I remember people talking about this. I remember yeah, when dude. it was a big media craze. You know, yeah. cause I remember going to school and people being like, oh, yeah, Freddy versus Jason, you know, and like, obviously they were young and probably couldn't watch it without parents. But like, I definitely watched it the moment it came to television. And it was just, it was not at all what I was hoping for because it was no. just, yeah, just so dumb. stupid. It's directed by Ronnie Yu, written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. I don't know any of those names. I'm not going to even bother looking up their filmographies. I'm sorry. Uh, Wes Craven does have a writing credit, though. Does he now? Yeah. Maybe just for characters. Based on characters by Uh, Wes Craven. That's the only thing I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank God. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think think Wes Craven would have anything to do with this movie because he doesn't care about Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think that... We can't blame how bad this movie is on Ronnie Yu because this movie has producers there has their fingerprints all over it. All over it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I, I, I can agree with you there. They definitely tried to make this a very flashy and smoothed out, you know, well kind of like like they tried to polish it. And it's yeah. like, you don't polish these movies. These movies are supposed <laughs> to be gritty and, and yeah. nasty. Though like, I will yeah. say some of the effects are fun. That, that's true. Yeah, they do have some decent effects. There's some really bad CGI at times. Yes, but like, that too. Not th- There's one really funny one. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no real plot to this film. That's the thing. It's like, yes, there's college students. There's kids getting killed. Um, the real plot is, is Freddy is gone. Yeah, you know he's no longer a nightmare. People don't remember him. The people of of that town. What? Hold on, this is our chance to figure out yeah. where the fuck Freddy is. Or we've done it, in. I think, in the last three movies. Oh well, maybe not last time because they were in L.A. Real world right. L.A. Weston Hills is that it? Maybe. Wait, no, that's a that's a that's a building. I think they try to get. That's a hospital, I think. That's where they go to get the drugs. Oh. No, it is. Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital. Okay. Weston Hills is where they're at. Okay. And the people of Weston Hills, they don't uh, they don't speak Freddy's name. They don't talk about him. You don't even fucking mention him. And Freddy's really yeah. upset about that. Yeah. He wants to be a nightmare. He wants to kill people. I want to live. It's really upsetting him. I don't have any powers. Yeah, and he discovers... That the way to awaken himself back again in the memories of all these other people is to resurrect Jason Voorhees so that he can go and kill somebody at Elm Street, at the very house on Elm Street that, you know, Freddie right. made his rampage in. Nancy's house. Yeah, thank you, Nancy's house. And he kills this guy in such a way that when the cops show up, they're like, immediately like, oh God, he's back. 
Mm-hmm. But we're not going to say his name. They even yell at the recruit because the recruit's like, what's going on? I want to figure this out. The recruit, by the way, is uh, a, a guy from Scary Movie. Oh, um, is he? Scary Movie 1. Yeah, it's so funny. I can't see him as anything other than that. Hold on. I got to figure out wh- who it is. Because he does kind of become a main character. Is it... Yes, here it is. Lachlan Monroe, played by, uh, or uh, as Deputy Scott Stubbs. Oh, Scott Stubbs. It's like the fucking perfect character name for that guy's face. Scott yeah, Stubbs. Scott Stubbs. <laughs> He's, if, you were, if you've seen Scary Movie, I can't really um, describe the character, but he's the one with the tiny dick. He's the one that they, <laughs> they make fun of a lot for having a tiny penis. You remember that? Have you seen Scary no, Movie? No, I, I have, oh my God. but I don't remember that. I Spoof movies just, like, they go in one ear, out the other for me. Yeah, it's, they're, they're making fun of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those scenes where they're they're making fun of that because, like, he goes into the locker room and it's just, like, he, he there's a paper or something on his locker and it says, like, I know your secret. And he's like, oh, fuck, they know what I did last summer. And then he opens up his mm-hmm. locker and there's a picture of a tiny dick that somebody took of him in the shower. And he's just like, hey, who took this? Who did this? It's not funny. This is a real condition, man. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. And I can't see that guy. I can't see Lachlan Monroe as anybody other than that guy in Scary Movie. <laughs> so when he popped up in this, I was dying. I was like, oh, my God, I did not know you were in this. It's so funny. But yeah, everybody's yelling at him because he wants to investigate it. Yeah. He wants to go into Who's this Elm Street and figure out what's guy? going on. Don't say his name. Smacking him with a newspaper like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff. What's wrong with you? Uh, the sheriff, by the way, uh, Sheriff Williams, is Gary Chalk. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I know him from several TV things. He plays TV things a lot. Was he in Transformers? Like he was. Uh, uh, I'm reading here that he was the voice of Optimus Prime in the English dub of Transformers Armada, Transformers Energon or nice. and Transformers Cybertron. Nice. That's cool. Uh, I'm looking through here. Oh, he was also in Stargate. That's probably what I remember him from. I have seen all Stargate, of Stargate. SG-1, Colonel Chekhov. Oh, he's the Russian guy. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Oops. Hey, he was also in Watchmen. Speaking of Jackie Earl Haley, <laughs> he played a military general. <laughs> okay, yeah, he always plays somebody in uniform, just like um, fucking Tommy Lee. He was in the new Power Rangers. Oh, was he? <laughs> Probably another general. I guess. Uh, Captain Captain Bowen. He got demoted. <laughs> but in the very in the very same year, in Max Two White House Hero, he got promoted to Colonel Jones. Oh, so way to go, sir! Oh, and then most recently in Sonic the Hedgehog, he was the Navy Chief of Staff. So he's doing pretty well with his life. Yeah, he's moving up in the world. You know, playing that typecast game. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like Tommy Lee Jones, law enforcement yes, oh, yeah. officer. <laughs> uh, so. <clears throat> oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he swats him Freddy, on the nose. Freddy awakens Jason. Yeah, yeah. Freddy awakens Jason. People start getting scared. 
Kids find out about Freddy just by overhearing about it, mostly being Laurie Campbell, which is Monica Keenan's character. Yeah. I feel like that name also. Yeah, that's it. That's where Laurie was. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Me. Yeah. It was like, once yep. again, using another yeah, character. People name. with dyslexia, this these, these three films did not work well. <laughs> <laughs> It also has Jason Ritter. I know Jason oh, Ritter yeah. for something. I don't know what. He plays Will Rollins. I don't literally remember his character at all. I know but... we've talked about Jason oh, Ritter. He voiced somebody in Frozen 2. That's where uh, I that's what I remembered him for. He's also in Gravity Falls? Uh, really? Wait, I thought there was only two people in Gravity Falls. Oh, no, no. I, I'm thinking of Gravity, that movie with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Oh, yeah. yeah this is where gravity falls (laughs) i believe it was when we talked about gravity falls that we talked about him i i talked about it yeah exactly yeah because he plays some i haven't watched gravity falls so i don't really know anything but he plays dipper pines that's the main character hell yeah so nice uh there's also a character named blake in this movie that's my name. I was or no? Yeah. He was Trey's best friend. David Cop. Dude, I don't remember any of these characters. Uh, he was one of the first characters to die, Blake was. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> he was played by David Cop. The only kill I remember is uh, um, there's a stoner kid. And yeah. they go to that. They go to that hospital to collect hypnosil or something to so they can go to sleep or so they can stay awake even. It, it it keeps you from having nightmares. I think that's it. Yeah, some bullshit excuse to yeah. to fight Freddy. Um, they go to that hospital though, and the stoner kid just like he he wants to light up because they're in a the hospital. Nice. I guess. And he's like, I need to I need to release the tension. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like. But I know stoner habits, and you're not just lighting up wherever no. the fuck you want. No, like, you don't <laughs> just light up in the middle of the hospital for no reason. No. While you, while you know you're being chased by a possible killer, you don't, you don't, and do have that. a cop with you. Yeah, <laughs> the cop is right there. Like they're trying to say that he was already super stoned, but like yeah. never. Have I seen anyone be that super stoned? <laughs> right. And it's it's even funnier, too, because, like, that's the only kill I remember, again, because he gets super stoned, he smokes, and then the caterpillar or whatever, yeah. the, what is it, the, the um, hookah-smoking caterpillar yeah. from Alice in Wonderland with the face of Freddy yeah. shows up and it's smoking hookah, and he's just, like, looking at it, he's like, like whoa. whoa. Wow, dude. Like, this kid was, like, played like the young version of uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, but then he gets he gets possessed by Freddy, too. Because the problem is, uh, Freddy awoke Jason, and Jason has become a wild card. Yep. You know, Freddy wants to kill people, but Jason is killing them before he can. Ugh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. He's like, that was my kill. What are you doing? I'm supposed to be the murderer. I awoken you so they would remember me. <laughs> Except he's not being able to get any of the kills because Jason's having too good of a damn time. That's right. And so he possesses Stoner Kid so that Stoner Kid can inject Jason with some kind of thing to kill That's, Jason. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
it's dumb as shit, man. But it's the funniest kill because Jason just like he injects Jason and he just like pushes all the syringes into Jason and Jason's like, what the fuck? And just chops him. But <laughs> 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 I think it was the I think it was to put Jason to sleep because then Jason goes into the dream world. That's and Freddy right. starts fighting him there. Yeah, that's right. And that's the only part about this movie that's even worth talking about. Honestly, is the the final fight between Freddy and Jason because mm-hmm. that's the only stuff that's actually entertaining. Because there's there's actual levity there because you don't know who's actually going to win. It's like a Godzilla mm-hmm. versus King Kong kind of situation where you're just like, who's going to win? I, that was the thing I remember about you know being in elementary school and when People this movie was coming out, is everybody was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody's like, well, clearly, you know, Freddy's got to win because he's not even in the real world. He's just going to get into Jason's mind and just obliterate him. And then everybody else is like, but Jason literally just can't die. Like, no matter what you do, he doesn't die. So, like, and there, there's no even, there's probably not even a brain in there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like a, 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 a subconscious that is to even fuck up with the nightmare yeah, there might not actually be a brain he's been yeah, liquefied exactly. uh fucking yeah. what <sighs> jesus also this this uh again we're cheating with freddy versus jason because you know we're, we're trying to make nightmare work right. with with an eighth installment and also we're, we're cheating because it comes i think after the next friday the 13th film so, so I think we're 10. skipping number nine and talk. Yeah, I think so. But I'm not sure about that. I know 10 happened a lot later than number nine. Like they took like a decade off from number nine to Jason X. But like it's it's yeah, I don't I don't know everything that happened to Jason in the last, you know, in number nine, because I, I don't remember all the fucking endings to the Friday the 13th films. But yeah, it's like we don't we don't know the fucking state of his body, his brain, his no. subconscious. And that was everybody's argument about why you know why Jason would win. Because yeah, sure, no Freddy is a, a yeah, he's a killer in the in the nightmare world, but what the fuck does Jason have to have a nightmare about? Sure. And and Freddy finds it. Drowning. He does find it. Oh, draining. Drain drowning. Where did that sound go? <laughs> <laughs> Feel of draining. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the uh, the uh, vampire victim's worst nightmare is fear of draining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fear of drowning. That is that is Jason's fear, and uh, Freddy Freddy does utilize that for some some cool fight scenes and actions and everything. But uh, spoilers, Jason's indefeatable, guys. Yeah, motherfucker can take a goddamn beating and then come up out of the water with Freddy's head in his arms. <laughs> yep, apparently we spoiled it for you. So I, I think honestly we could probably go into closing statements about this movie. I don't know what else to say about it. I really didn't yeah, care for to talk it. About. Yeah, I I yeah. mean the plot just happens so fast to to make it feel like there's a plot. yeah like it just just goes from one thing to another just to fit in as much stuff as they can i feel like uh like Mm -hmm. they have to have the the college party scenes some sex scenes some honestly some pretty fucked up sex scenes don't make me ask twice that's what her boyfriend says uh that's trey talking to gib and, and gib plays uh is played by Catherine Isabella 
uh, or Catherine Isabel. I'm not sure. But I thought her character was honestly the character I thought was the most interesting. And she only smokes when she drinks, but she's always drinking. Like, she's just a party girl. <laughs> I don't know why I thought she was more interesting. I thought that I maybe that. it was um, Amanda Siegfried playing the character, but it wasn't. And, and maybe that yeah. was why I was interested. It's like, oh, is this an early Amanda Siegfried episode, uh, uh, flick? But it's not. <laughs> so no, the only the only famous people in this are Robert England and a. Apparently, Evangeline Lilly had a small, very small role. What? <laughs> she was a, she was credited. It's a walk-on role as a high school student, is what it says here. Oh my so, god! Yeah, never saw her. Never would have even noticed her. She was probably just like an extra in the background. There, to be completely honest. <gasps> oh, and we didn't even talk about those characters' storyline. I looked up the picture. Which uh, character? Uh, not Evangeline Lily's character, but Will, and um, Will is the main character's boyfriend, and he got sent to an insane asylum because he witnessed. Uh, oh right, he met, witnessed uh the main character Lori's dad killing Lori's mom, but it wasn't right. what it looked like. To spoil that again, I, I don't recommend this movie, so don't go see it. No, yeah. Uh, Tom Butler plays Dr. Campbell, Laurie's father. Uh, yeah. Will Rollins. No, that's Jason Ritter. We did bring him up, but. We did bring him up. I didn't remember his storyline because yeah. I literally have forgotten all of these characters and all of their storylines. I'm trying to find. Um, yeah, uh, it was Mark Davis, played by Brendan Fletcher. He, his brother had contact with Freddy and died uh, in, a, mm. in, in a previous movie. Who knows? But that's why he I got sent to the mental institution is probably the, the more right thing to say. Um, but <clears throat> he, uh, he tells Will all about it. And for some reason, Will believes him. And then <laughs> they find out that people are dying again. And Mark's like, it's gotta be Freddy. And they get back out uh, of the mental institution. They break out and uh, yeah. they find Lori. And you think, oh, because Mark knows about Freddy, he's going to help them get through it. But no, he gets Freddy polized. And yeah, yep. that's the yep. plot of the movie. You know the movie Just so like that you don't have to watch it. No, I don't. I don't recommend it at all. I give it a... a one and a half stars i'll give it that that's fair it's I, just dumb as hell yeah like the, the fight scene is fun i do like the freddy versus jason fight scene that's all it needed to be you know the the whole storyline all the plots obviously they had to have that for some kind of vehicle to get mm -hmm. us there yeah but like that the movie does its job it, it satisfied the media buzz by just having those two fight each other right and it's a decent scene like, again, bad effects, or not terrible effects, but, like, bad CGI specifically. Yeah. The effects aren't awful. They're okay. But, my God. Specifically, the, the dumbest thing about it, in my opinion, is Jason's design. It is so boring. Yeah, there's it's nothing like fun about the it. the cleanest cut Jason look I've ever seen. He's and I just, can't stand it. 
He's just um a gray, a really dark gray color. That's it. Yeah, he's just it's just like they they cleaned up his suit. He's got no dirt on him at all. His mask is pristine. Like and it's just like a regular hockey mask too. There's no there's no like dirt on it. There's no crack. There's no nothing. It's just blech. it's <laughs> stupid. Robert England as as Freddy Krueger about the exact same about as he's the always exact been. Same. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty darn uh, good. Jason, since we mentioned in the other movie, Jason in this movie is yes. played by Ken Kierzinger. Not sure if we said Thank you. Yeah, and, and Spencer Stump <laughs> plays his younger version. Spencer Stump and Scott Stubbs. We got all the S's today. <laughs> oh, no, one God. and a half stars. Do not recommend. Does not at all win. No. So I guess that's the spoiler, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Green Traveler is choosing Jason Takes Manhattan to be the victor oh of this God. trilogy. <laughs> I... um. I did not like this movie, Half a Face. Uh, it just, I don't know. It For as th- quick as things happened, it could have had another half an hour and maybe we would have cared more. But then again, yeah. maybe we would have hated it more. But I don't, maybe. I don't know if it's necessarily possible. There's things that I liked in it. Like, there's fun things to watch, but just because it was so fast-paced, it just felt dumb. Dumb Uh, as fuck all, man. Yeah. Bad movie. So, you pick Friday the 13th, 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, and I pick Halloween Resurrection. So, that's another half a vote for both of them. let the couch potatoes fight it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, you guys figure out which what's the best one. But I think that's another half a vote for each of them. So they're, you know, they're catching up. That's a whole that's vote for Halloween. They'll never they'll never catch up to Nightmare. No. Even with Nightmare being done next week and just, you know, like I think two Man, episodes. There wasn't more. a sequel to that to the remake? I could sworn there I don't was. think so. I think I think we're done after with with uh with Nightmare on Elm Street after that. Let me pull it up real quick just to make sure. Because maybe there was one more. Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. Yep, that's it. That's it. Huh. And then we we just got two more two more episodes of this playlist after that. Okie dokie. Well, we got all of the reboots next time, I think. Oh, wait, no. Right. Jason goes to hell. Never mind. That's not a reboot. Jesus. Oh, well. Okay. So we got more coming. We hope you've been enjoying it so far. Uh, we hope that there's still some good movies to come, and we honestly, I do have my fingers crossed for some bad ones. So here <laughs> we go. Happy Halloween, everybody! That's been the show. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh, and I am the Faceless Leone. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.